So I was looking at the news, right, and I just stumbled upon uh, NBC talking about this woman is suing a Christian college after they expelled her for being in a same-sex marriage. And I'm like, yeah, let's do a podcast episode on this. But first, this is Common Sense Christianity. I will introduce myself for any new listeners. I'm Ethan Foster, the host of this show. If you want to contact me with any questions, comments, or concerns about the podcast, our email is commonsensechristianitypodcast at gmail.com. And if you want to talk to me personally, my number is 850-445-2959. So with that, let's continue. So like I said, this is from this article is from NBC News by Dennis Romero. And it says, a woman who married another woman after she was accepted to a California theological college was expelled. And now she's suing for alleged discrimination. Plaintiff Joanna Maxson of Fort Worth, Texas, says she was kicked out of Fuller Theological Seminary last year where she was studying for a Master of Arts in Theology. And... It says, I was approaching the end and looking forward to graduation and all that stuff, the 53-year-old said. To have ta- to have that taken away unexpectedly, I was a really good student. I was devastated by it. So so let's stop reading the article right there. So there, I, I have sympathy for this girl, for, first off. Now, I've already expressed my views on homosexuality on this podcast before. And frankly, I don't care. And the problem here is, is I do not know whether this is a public or private university. I would assume private. So if it's a private university, it's a private Christian college, then they are within their constitutional rights to do this. They have a standard. You can't be a gay Christian. That's obvious. Now, I know there's a lot of gay Christians out there that say you can be gay and Christian, but... I'm. Sorry, that's not how it works. You can't just choose certain parts of the Bible to believe in. So, uh, I do not think she has the right to sue here. Uh, people sue over, for, uh, sue for everything. But I also think the Christian college should have handled this a bit differently. So, let's continue reading this. At the time she was expelled, she was in the middle of taking two classes and, and need an additional three to complete her degree. The suit filed in Los Angeles Federal Court Thursday, alleges violation of federal and state civil rights as well as U.S. Department of Education title. I don't know Roman numerals, so we'll just ignore that. Which generally prohibits outlaw gender identity discrimination and institutions that accept federal aid. Maxim was using federal federally-backed student loans to finance her as education. The school is based in Hansenna, California, but offers classes online at a Texas satellite campus. News of the lawsuit was reported by the Los Angeles Times Thursday. Some religious institutions have requested and received exemptions to title uh, some type of Roman numeral, non-discrimination rules, but Fuller is not one of them. The plaintiff's attorney, Paul Southwick, said he believes that the institution is not eligible for such an exemption because a qualification is that a school must essentially be run by a church, 
which does not appear to be the case with Fuller. The college said it couldn't comment on the uh, sp- uh, specifics of the case, but emailed this statement. And we're not going to read the statement right now. So uh, I'm going to be really quick about this. So it says earlier in the, in the article that I just read that, uh, that this college essentially is accepting federal aid. If I read that correctly. Now, like I just said two minutes ago, if a college accepts federal aid, then it must accept federal mandate, president, laws, whatever the heck you want to call it. So, under um, under federal law, the same sex can be in a relationship and can marry each other. So, if you accept that federal aid, then you are accepting the law and have to follow it. This is, I'm going to start advocating for churches to not accept federal aid because what it does, it controls the church's ability to function. This is why tithing is so important to be able to support the church. Don't accept federal aid Christian institutions that might be listening to this podcast. Don't accept it. Because what it's going to do is when we're standing up for the word of God, it puts us in a position to where the government has all the control and we have no legal right to stand up for what the Bible says. We need to support our own people. Christians, support your churches and churches. If you, if you see a church that is failing, that doesn't have the money, you have a lot of resources, help fund those churches. We need to stand together as a Christian community. This lesbian woman is within her full constitutional right to do this. From what I'm reading from this article, I haven't done much background research on it, but she is in the full right from what I'm reading from NBC News. Now, of course, NBC News is more liberal, so therefore they'll be siding with this woman a lot more, so they probably left out a few things. But from what I'm reading, she's in her full right to do this, and this college should be held accountable. But also, I am going to criticize the woman for why would you go to a Christian college when you're doing something completely anti-Christian? That makes no sense to me. It's like how uh, there was that incident a couple years back of the dude that wanted to serve the wedding cake to the same-sex couple. Go to a different bakery. Go to a place that will serve same-sex couples. If it is a private institution, it is within their full right their full right to do business with whomever they want. That is a constitutionally guaranteed right. And I, frankly, it's a God-given right. Do business with who you want to do, but if you accept federal funding, then you have to accept the president and the pre... Ugh, I cannot speak today. But you have to accept the laws of the federal government or wherever you're receiving the funding. And with that, we'll close with this episode of Common Sense Christianity. Guys, we are really um, trying to grow right now. We have a, we don't have that many listeners right now is what I'm trying to say. And although I really don't care, I want more people to hear the Word of God and hear the objectivity that this uh, station promotes. So thank you guys for listening. Once again, I, I just love doing this. I cannot express how much I love doing this. So again, email us, contact us if you have any questions comments or concerns, I'll put the um, 
our website in the description and our email address and my phone number. And until next time, this is Common Sense Christianity. Okay, so continuing with our news segment, uh, I just found this article about Planned Parenthood. And, you know, anything that starts with Planned Parenthood is going to be trash and bad and really evil sounding. And this just goes to show that what I just said is 100% correct. So it says Planned Parenthood Action Fund says abortion is quote unquote, quote, moral and health care. Okay, so we've we've all heard this argument, whether you agree with abortion or not. I don't think Planned Parenthood is a very good person to advocate for abortion because all they do is just make money off of it. But just continuing, they put this out on a tweet and they put it all in caps. You know, if it's in caps, it's important. It says abortion is moral. It is important. It is healthcare. Because we all know that the killings of babies is very important to the benefit the to benefit society. And see this really disgusts me. So what do, what do we have? We have about 800,000 to 1 million abortions a year. And all of those, all of those are so necessary. I really see the necessity in that for the for the benefit of human society. In fact, in fact, we've killed 50 million babies ever since Roe versus Wade, if I have that correct. Any abortion advocates, please email the podcast and correct me on that, please. But it, that's just evil. You can make the same argument for World War II. Oh, because of World War II, 50 million people are killed. And that, that's just done a lot of good for society, which it hasn't. And we have moral constraints to know that. But of course, these abortion advocates, I just can't. These people make me so angry at at just what America thinks sometimes. The land of the free and the home of the brave. Just wanting to... It's not even a safe, legal, and rare abortion. Like that, I, I can understand. But they're talking about it's moral. What is moral about killing babies? There is nothing moral about it. Not even, nothing. It is important. Yeah, so you can make plenty of money, plant parenthood. And we know it's important for you. And it is healthcare, really? What does it do for someone? All it does to women is make them feel guilty. Because women are smart enough to know that what they're doing is wrong. But you have deluded them and brainwashed them and made them mentally challenged into believing that what they have inside them is just a clump of cells. That's all you do, Planned Parenthood. And uh, it's funny. uh, I'm trying not to get too political here. But when people like uh, some of the Democratic presidential candidates, they get on to the Republicans. Oh, they receive so much funding from the NRA. They re- the Democrats receive so much funding for Planned Parenthood, and they are a tax-funded organization. We pay- Some of our taxes goes to Planned Parenthood. Now, that's illegal right there, but no one wants to talk about that. Ooh, it's health care. No, killing your baby is not health care. And, of course, this is just another political organization uh, to benefit themselves. All it is is trying to make money 
and uh, keep their business alive. Now, uh, of course, you'll hear people say, well, what about all the birth control and cancer screenings? You can get that crap somewhere else, too. And I'm fine with having Planned Parenthood do that. But the murdering of millions and millions of children is what I am not fine with. And that is the problem here. We here at Common Sense Christianity do not support it at all. I can see potentially for rape or incest or the endangerment of the life of the mother. Now that I can reason with, but that's 0.27% of all abortions. 70% of abortions are for convenience. Convenience! Like, uh, what is that? There is, there's no reason that you should conveniently, conveniently kill a child. Like, there's a lot of people that annoy that crap out of me in this world. But I don't say, ooh, let's kill them for convenience. That makes no sense. And it is an evil argument. And that is the thing that gets me... That's the issue that makes me so mad. It drives me nuts. But anyway, we'll, we'll talk about more peaceful and happy topics. I'd much rather talk about uh, atheism than talk about political issues like abortion, which it shouldn't even be an issue. It's, it's such a simple issue, and people are just so ignorant about it. And they say that life doesn't begin until... Um, the baby is born, which makes no sense. Uh, and I'm not even going to get into that argument right now because we're running out of time. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, once again, if you want to contact us here at Common Sense Christianity, our Gmail is uh, Common Sense Christianity Podcast at gmail.com. And my number is 850-445-2959. Forgive me for being a little slow while talking. Just anger. Anger drives me nuts. (laughs) I I just can't stand this. And uh, please share the podcast with everybody. This is our new political segment. Now, we are not endorsing any particular candidates or anything like that. But we are discussing the controversial issues in society when it comes to uh, detrimental issues of Christianity or religion in particular. And this is one of them I think we should be concerned. And by the way, I'm going to say this really quickly. If you're ever having an argument with a pro-choicer, do not bring up the Bible. Because I hate it when Christians argue from the Bible itself to convince people. Because you're not going to convince anybody when they think it's just poetry and mythology. You can't argue from something that you think is a standard when someone else doesn't think that's a good standard. So you have to use secular arguments, which there are very good secular arguments for against abortion. So until next time, I'm Ethan Foster with Common Sense Christianity. You just listened to an episode of Common Sense Christianity. I'm your host, Ethan Foster, as always. And we love doing this for you guys. Please share the podcast with your friends and family. If you like it, and frankly, even if you don't, uh, subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review so that more people can hear the word of God. And until next time, God bless you.